Hi everyone, welcome to Identify Yourself, the podcast in which we investigate what makes up our cultural identities in an increasingly diverse and connected society. My name is Clancy Ryan and today we are looking at the experience of having dual heritage. So, um, can I have a cheer from everyone in the live studio? Um, So guys, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is we'll go around and just identify yourself. So, your name, who you are, where your parents are from, where you think you are from, just a brief general thing. So identify yourself, should we start over here? Okay, hello, (laughs) I am Mel Lowe. I am from Cheshire, so like the north between Manchester and Liverpool. I always feel like I have to say that because no one really knows where Cheshire is, so there you go. Um, And I am white British and Jamaican. Um, Yeah, but grew up predominantly with a white British mother and father. And what do you do for work? Oh, I'm an actor. Actor. An actor. Great. And then moving on. Hello, I am Sienna Kelly. Um, I'm an actor. I grew up in North London. Um, And I am white British and Jamaican. um, And grew up with a white mom and a black dad. Amazing. Esme Lordat, running <laughs> from the East End of London, and I am white British and Dominican, um, not to be confused with Dominican, because I'm not Latino, um, <laughs> and yeah, I grew up with my white mother and black father, because I'm tough. Amazing. Okay, so I'm going to kick it off with, is there one parent's culture that you identify more strongly with and anyone can jump in and these are just proper questions so it, if the conversation goes anyway like just let it don't be like oh I need to stick to the question I would say yeah um my black heritage I identify with more so simply because my existence is that of a black woman or within that black community mm-hmm. so I find I don't know about you guys mm-hmm. that with in the white community, there is not space for mixed race being seen as any form of whiteness, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, when you are in a white community, you are very much the other. It's not mm-hmm. inclusive in the sense of the black community. Like my experience of being a woman is being a woman of color, mm-hmm. not yeah. being necessarily a mixed race woman where I'm half white and half black. I feel like a lot of the white community will see me as a black woman. Yeah. I Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think just from the way I look and how I am seen in the world, it means I probably relate more to my black dad. Um, just because, yeah, what you were saying, mm. I am seen as other. I am normally, until very, very recently, um, would normally be cast as um, classed as a black person mm-hmm. as very very recently people have started saying mixed race mm. to my face yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> or like differing between black and mixed race well I found it interesting because I was basically the, like one of the first things that pops up on Google when you type like dual heritage kids it's like an interview with Meghan Markle like before the whole engagement and marriage thing and I was mm-hmm. saying that she talked about doing a census when she was little 
and not having like a mixed race option on the census and I was yeah. like oh how crazy is that like back then and Sienna was like no 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 this was until recently like yeah. I have to take other yeah yeah, yeah. which is I'm, so like alienating yeah. like, yeah. that's very broad my mom my white mom used to get really annoyed she I remember she used to get very like upset that she was like no other I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, but it's very recently there's been now mixed race, and then underneath mixed race, like, white British, yeah, 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 yeah. African, and white Asian. There's a whole big, like, there's a section now, yeah, yeah much there's more. Section. There's a whole section for mixed people, yeah, what mix you are. Because so now that, like, identity is mm-hmm. somehow more valid, yeah, mm. yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yes. but like, before, yeah, so I think, like, I do just, um. Because of how I'm perceived in the world, yeah. and I am seen as a black person, um, until very recently, um, yeah, I'd say I relate more to my dad, but I, f- I don't relate in the in the Jamaican terms. I don't feel like I am more Jamaican. Yeah, I, I feel like I am mm-hmm. British mm. and English, um, but just a British person of colour. Yeah, yeah, kind of absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think similar, but. I'm very much solely related to the white part of my family because I only grew up with that mm-hmm. um, sort of surrounding me. I only found, like not found out, but um, only knew that my heritage was Jamaican and British when I was 18. So I spent, yeah, pretty much 18 years of my yeah, life like yeah. thinking, like growing up in a white community and thinking yeah. that I was white. I mean, I'm fairly pale anyway, so I mean, it wasn't. I remember meeting you in sixth form. Yes! Oh and my God! You, so me and Mel went to sixth form together. <laughs> and I was in the year above you. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the sixth form, we went to, again, to a very white afternoon um, place. Mm-hmm. And saw you on like the like one of the first days. I was like, oh my God, yes! <laughs> 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 There's another one! Another one, another one! <laughs> But I like I feel like I spent so long. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you're the mini Sienna." I was like, yeah, "No, everyone just does. You know what? Everyone always does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But okay, I'll take it. Not she's similar amazing, in this life. <laughs> but like, um, and I remember asking you as like you do whenever you see a mixed race person, "What hair products do you use?" <laughs> yes. <that's laughs> <a good one. laughs> what are you using? What are you using? What brand do you use? I and, just ordered so and, much hair stuff yesterday. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So but happy. I was I was asking something and like and then to, and I think I was saying like mixed race hair and you t- telling me oh I'm not mixed race and me being like mm, what <laughs> oh okay and I never like delve more into it but I remember like hearing that and being like oh that's such an because <laughs> to that's me like I saw you and I was like mm. this is clearly a mixed race girl and like she's one of this is like one of me, more yeah. one of me. It's another one of like oh yeah. like this is my like little community that yeah, I could yeah, be like track. oh hi like uh, we can hang out and we can talk about things but yeah, that was a really, int- I really remember that. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. No, it, no, yeah, no, definitely. You know, my entire casting bracket changed, I guess. Yeah. So I had to em- like embody that. And especially because, you know, yeah. you kind of, like you say, you know, people will look at you and see an Afro and be like, ah, yeah. yes, okay, that is the, that is the, the box that you sort of fit in and the box that you have to take. So I think, you know, everything sort of dropped in. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, like that's where I very much see myself. So it's still British, still English, but as, as that. As yeah. that other thing that is not white. Was that difficult? Because obviously, uh, like when you study musical theatre, there's quite a few musicals that are about the African American experience, mm. and I guess that's an oh, yeah. Esme's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like an accent, and there's like a genre of yeah. song or yeah. singing. Yeah. And I was just gonna ask Mel if, like, 
Yeah, well, a whole red boulder. Yeah. But I was going to ask Mel if you know if there's that expectation to then be oh that gosh. thing, but you've grown yeah. up not yeah. identifying with anyone. Oh my god! Oh, not even that you don't even identify. You it's might just, just might not. You might, might not be that. Might, that might be yeah. not be your voice. My voice yeah. isn't. My voice is not like that. When yeah, I sing, it's not like that at all. Yeah. And um, I remember um, in second year when we had to like pop songs or whatever. I told my teachers, I was like, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> people are going to expect to come out of my voice and it's like, not going to come out. And so I said to my teacher, I was like, look. I am not a soul singer. <laughs> I'm not a soul singer. I'm not a gospel girl. Like, that's just not how I am. And like, I remember saying to my teacher, look, I don't, like, I, I'm not a big riffer. Like, look, please don't give me like Whitney Houston and, and, and <laughs> Mariah and stuff like that. Like, I was like, that's just not me. That'd be like, 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 song. like I can't. Whitney it's not Houston, in yeah. my. It's just not how I can sing. Like, you're gonna have to give me some like real standard pop. Mm. And she came back with Lauren Hill. Nah. Oh, oh my God! The you girl got black up. You got black. You went even And like, and, and and because of what I look like, is like, you say this, but I'm sure you can. Yeah. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> that's not yeah. how I sing. It just doesn't come out of that's me. Like I was told, I was told the same thing. I think um, I was told that I'd have to learn to riff, basically. Yeah. That I, w- I should be expected that going into a audi- yeah, going into auditions, that people would sort of like give me a song and almost like sighting and be, you know, expect yeah. that you can sort of just take it on it. and riff around Wrong. it. So I genuinely yeah. spend. Well, probably prior to that, I feel like I spent so many, so much time watching Natalie Wise videos being like, oh my God, I, I tried, I tried the Natalie Wise, it doesn't, <laughs> just don't care <laughs> I do love it. What I find <laughs> is, obviously, my experience isn't quite as similar to that because mm-hmm. I do have a quite a black sounding voice, mm-hmm. which I then, fi- I then find that my discombobulation comes from (laughs) comes from no I say that as in a funny one like discombob comes from white um, casting directors producers writers get to decide how black I am and that pisses me off because they get to decide that you're not black enough to do that Mm -hmm. but you're too black to do this so I find that really just grinds my gears because I'm like why is it that you get to decide how black I am and when that is black enough for your convenience did your parents raise you with the consciousness that you're a sum of two different cultures and did they try and pass on certain traditions no no what about you your parents are together so I don't I was thinking about this I don't I feel like in my home I was mixed race I think because I had a black dad and a white mum in the home and three siblings and we weren't the same skin colour as either one of them, as, as either one of our parents, mm. it, at home we were mixed race. When I left my home I was black. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, um, at home I, I, it, we were mixed like because we our house was a diverse house yeah and a product of it and like I don't think my I don't think they tried to actively they didn't like be like you are from two things like how wonderful and I'm like then that was never I don't know I don't remember that maybe I'm wrong but I don't remember that yeah but I do remember my mum who's a white woman always 
telling me she loved my skin color. She was so jealous of it. It was beautiful. Um, and I... Did they try it and like... Because the reason I put this question in, because it was on my, you know, pre-podcast Google search. Mm. Another thing when you write dual heritage uh, kids, mm. one of the first things that comes up is like how to raise a child from two, two different cultures. Which countries. I don't think that nearly enough white people take into consideration and i'm speaking from personal experience like with my mom only the last couple of years have we been talking about those kind of conversations and mm. what it actually means that i live my existence as a black woman and you she never she had obviously never considered that yeah it's yeah. just like you're my kid and yeah. i'm like yeah but that's that's not like, in the home you make straight yeah. straight it's like it's a yeah it just did it's not fine. it just yeah. didn't like it doesn't well, doesn't compute whereas like mm. obviously my my parents aren't together so my like idea of blackness isn't necessarily from my dad but from my own experiences because you can have because blackness yeah. has a culture you, you have black culture whereas whiteness doesn't have a culture in the same sense it would the culture that i'd feel is british which i am yeah. so obviously that's relatable but for everybody around me it's also relatable because we're all british but being black is a diff it's something a that like trans it's it, yeah. a culture in itself it transcends what country you come from mm -hmm. yeah. it's like a whole thing but i definitely like the card conversations to be having then and i didn't start having them until i feel like i was like over 18 and just did more, like became more aware of what was happening to me rather than just like taking things in mm. and knowing that you're pissed off about an experience but not yeah. knowing why. Yeah, I'd say that. And well. then when you finally start to really understand it, and like I would be talking about these things openly because obviously my sisters would be going through the same things that I'm going through, and um, some things have been happening in front of my mum, but she would never understand that that was because of our colour, because we weren't white. So she would that those kind of things wouldn't uh, wouldn't even cross her mind. And then I realized when we were having a conversation about something on the telly, and it was like this choir go group singing gospel songs who were all white with cane rows in their hair. Oh no! And I was like, oh, no. what kind of cultural appropriation is this? I was like, get off, I was like, get off the screen. No, I'm not interested. No, no. And I proper like was like X. I was like, get them out. I was like, ridiculous. And then um. And the last song, they bloody song was The Lion King. I was like, get off. Oh, I was like, get off. And my mum's like, I can't turn around and went to me. But anybody, it's a hairstyle. Anybody can wear their hair like that. And I was like, <gasps> see, see, so, okay. it's my mum. I was like, you're one of them. My housemate, yeah, but my housemate is mixed race and she made, she's a white mum, she made a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> no. As an adult woman. And yeah. like, she's 25 now and I think she was like 23 or something. She made a PowerPoint presentation and it was filled with like her personal experiences, uh, articles to read, yeah. movies to watch, documentaries to watch, and gave it to her mum about like the black experience, the brown experience, yeah. the minority experience, all that kind of stuff. She was like, I don't know how because with your white parent, like because they love <laughs> because they love you and they only see you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I don't know like, how to explain it, but like, they see you as you and not yeah. as a mixed race yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's currently dating a white guy and she gave the presentation to him. And um, at the end, there was like some 
uh, recipes and he made a puff puff, which is a Nigerian food. He burnt it, it was so oh, bad. But how but cute! Effort. Right? Effort. I was like actually reading this whole, that's... but I was saying how interesting that like, I feel like I have that sometimes with my mum. Oh yeah, definitely. Of like, not, oh, I feel really bad. But <laughs> pre pre like my mom is very aware of racism. But there's also a lot of subconscious yes. oh my gosh, things that are built yes. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. That even you know, even I'll notice it in myself. And yes. I consider myself I've grown up I've you know, I spent eight years in Singapore where mm-hmm. I was a minority. Yeah. I've grown up with very open accepting parents. But this is something I was gonna say. So the other day I was in a park and I saw a um mixed race kids and white grandparents and I went, Oh, that's an odd picture. It's not an odd picture, is it? Because obviously, no, yeah. they're the white grandparents <laughs> yeah. of one of the white parents and the other family is black. Yeah. It's not odd, but for some reason, yeah, when you see, see, see like yeah. mixed-race kids with the black parent, it seems more... Yeah, like, people wouldn't think better. that my mum is my mum. So this even happened like mm. recently. We went to a restaurant, me and my sister and my mum. And me and my sister are fully engrossed in whatever conversation we're having. My mum's just kind of like... Uh, slightly ahead of us and there is a white couple behind us we're going to pizza express me and Lily are talking about something probably having a debate or what a lot or something being like oh my gosh no have you seen this like blah 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 and this woman comes over who's the waitress and it's like um table four and I was like oh yeah table for three please and she was she she almost had an argument with me. It was what? so weird. That's so she was like, table four. And I was like, three? <clears throat> no, table four, how many people? And I said, three people. <laughs> and she was like, looking around, she was like, just really confused. And, and then she started to get a bit aggressive. She was like, how many people do you want to sit at the table? And I said, three. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it dawned on me. So this happened. Like she, we kind of screaming at each other in the middle of this restaurant. And then it dawned on me. And I went, "We're together." And pointed at my mum. And went, "That's my mum." And like she's, like, oh, of course, of course, table the three. Yeah. Because she could That's not cool. understand mm. that we were together. She was she was thinking that my mum was with the two white people behind us mm-hmm. and that me and Lily were by ourselves. We used to, in airports, we used to go as a family. Sometimes people would, um, like, push in because they wouldn't, not like push in, but like, they wouldn't go think between, my mum's like, with oh, right, okay, my, yeah. the dad and my dad yeah. and all of my siblings. Yeah. It's just that the not understanding. Like one time we got to use my my mum's white privilege to get us out of a situation, but she then didn't <laughs> understand that the reason we were in that situation in the first place was because we were women of color. Mm. We were in Superdrug, and my mum's going to buy stuff, and she wasn't going to buy anything for us. She was just doing her shop, so we were going around putting lipstick on, putting it back. But the testers, obviously, testers, testers, put it on. Yes, Oh, you were 12. Okay. okay. I was like, no, no, no. Sienna's <laughs> like, like, you should know better than this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we do. We're like in the little mirror. It's like, mm, mm. me and my sister going around. And I feel like I was probably, if I was 12, like George was like 13, 14. And she had bought makeup of her own because this is when she had started to wear makeup. I hadn't really started to wear makeup yet. And she had makeup in her bag, which she had brought with her because, you know, you know, you 
I mean, you've probably got a lipstick or eye like something in your bag if you're wearing something. So she had like a, a mascara and a lip gloss in her bag, which she had bought from Boots two weeks prior. And we're going around, we're doing this, whatever. Then my mum's at the till and she's paying. So we go to like walk out because we're like, oh, she's done, let's go. We go to walk out and this security guard has grabbed, physically like grabbed me my, my clothes and <gasps> pulled me back oh and God. been like, um, just in my face being like, oh, you're, you're stealing, I'm calling the police. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, excuse me? And my mum's turned around and been like, that's my daughter, get your hands off her. And then the whole shop, like no one had a problem with it until my mum turned around and was like, that's my daughter. And she said, take all of this back. I'm not paying for any of this. And like, then the cashier lady's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. But now the security man has to double down because it's embarrassing. So he's like, no, she was stealing. And my mum's like, my daughter doesn't steal, so she's not stealing. Then they've like taken us into the back room and <gasps> um, they're like empty your stuff. I was like, you can't search me because you have no authority. I'm getting mad. I'm like, why have you even like, touched me in the well. first place? Like, why are you pulling me back in the first place? I was like, you have no authority to touch me. And like, then I had like a lip gloss that I had from like when I was 10 that hasn't even got any writing on. You know what it's yeah. like? Oh, so it's like rubbed <laughs> off. Yeah. And he was like, you've stolen this. I was like, really? So you sell Soap and Glory, a kit that's what I got for Christmas three years ago, which yeah. probably discontinued in your time. Oh all of this and having to argue with him and um, being like, okay, let's see the security tapes. If you're so convinced we're stealing, then and then pull them up and they wouldn't and then it was just like very awkward and like when I was having these difficult conversations with my mum my mum tried to turn around and was like when have you ever experienced racism and I was like I can give oh you two no. examples when you were there and you didn't realise that that was racism <coughs> my mum my used to get asked she used to say when she'd be like walking with her kids I'm one of four um, and when we were kids when she was walking us and people would ask, be like, oh, your children are so beautiful, da da da, da. Um, And they'd ask her if they've all got the same dad. <sighs> so Can uh, you delete uh, sorry, auntie her face? Oh, God. They, and they would say, not even in a, they'd yeah. say it in a, <laughs> they'd say oh it in God. a, like, and they all got the same dad. So my mum has experienced racism in that, not like racism against her, but like she has witnessed it and has, you know, she used to, she was holding hands with my dad. She used to get spat in the street sometimes. <gasps> um, they, I think. Thank goodness we don't live in that world. Yeah. I mean, I things don't know. Know. Yeah, but I live in London, so I don't know. But like this was in London That's in true. like the 70s and the 80s. I don't know. Um, I think my sister told me about like, I think like um, Enfield. Do you know Enfield? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apparently, who's the racist people? Is it the Bukit? No, no, the BNP. Apparently, um, they're in Enfield, like their headquarters or something oh. like that. Oh. Enfield is super yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's super dark in Enfield. I think my parents used to live there. And I think it's if they got egg, like the house got egged once or something mm -hmm. like that. But like my par my mum has experienced racism uh, by with, being with a black by man. being with a black man and by having brown kids. However, there are things like the microaggressions mm. my mum does not understand. Um, and I think sometimes when we have when I have maybe tried to talk about it with her, I think it feels a little bit like an attack. 
and yeah, it gets she gets very defensive and I can totally yeah. understand mm-hmm. um and especially if it, it, I remember one time and I remember she, I could see that she was getting upset and I remember thinking actually oh she's the other in this house yeah mm-hmm. in this house she's the only one yeah mm-hmm. and if we are talking badly about white people it's only her and the and, and it and I can understand why it would feel like if all four of us and my dad are like, wow, this is terrible. And it's just my mum on her own. (laughs) And especially because she's like, well, like you're also like me. Like you're also what, do you know what I mean? I can, I can understand. I can understand. But um, she gets racism in a broad sense and she knows it exists. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. Yeah, I say that unless outright racism, someone called me the N word to my face, Mm. then it's not happening. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of work to do to, you know, get over that. And I definitely, like, once I had realised that, that was, like, a... It was a big, like, discord between me and my mum for a while because I was like, you don't understand my life and you also Mm. didn't understand what you were doing by having brown children. Like, she's like, yeah, well, I've... I fell in love with a black man. I'm dating a black man. I'm racist. And I'm like, I'm not saying that you're racist. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, that. you are racist no, I'm, I'm saying that you don't understand my experience and mm. you're not willing to understand that I have a different experience mm. to you yeah my mum my mum's super like willing to understand and I think the same thing you know like I I'm always very conscious to not be attack 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 because it, you yeah. know it's very easy for it to sort of come across that way and especially in the current climate when we are all so fueled by just everything that is going on but no I tried to explain the term casual racism to my mum um it was it was funny because you know I I was just sort of saying you know it's these instances that happen on a on a regular basis or the or the whole um strange things that people think they are complimenting you for but I'm like but you're not that is not that's not a thing oh I remember a situation when I was when I was on holiday god I was little and I think that was basically brought up you know it was this guy who's like trying to flirt or whatever and he was sort of like made the comment about asking as to whether I like black guys and, da, 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 always, and all of that always. kind of thing. white guys do that to me Literally, all the time like, and I'm like excuse me <laughs> yeah. come again I get asked by white men who find me attractive a lot and why they, as if they're like threatening yeah. that they'll be no 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 they, they, yeah, like, they go oh, so always happens always happens so do you like like what kind what's your type what do you mean what's my type anyone that I like (laughs) and I'm like anyone I like he's like no but like what's your type and I'm like ambitious funny (laughs) what they're like do you like like, white or black people why do you think it's okay for you to say white or black people I'm like that that is not a thing the, no like all. you are either into white people or, or you are black into people. black that's people. That's it. Like, There's nothing else. That I find what? really. It's only white men who have ever asked me uh, that question. It's, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, my boyfriend is British Nigerian, and so when they go, "Oh, you got a boyfriend now?" I'm like, show me a picture. They'll go, "Oh, he's black." I'm like, <laughs> if he was white, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, oh he's white." I got asked if my boyfriend. Sorry, I was the last job I was in because oh, this God. guy. Yeah, asked me if he was straight. Point blank, where it's like, oh, so there's something they asked me about my boyfriend. There a lot of people in there, there wasn't many of us, it was like four of us, but like that was asking about their significant others. And um I was like, Yeah, my boyfriend's in to watch the show tonight. And then and then um the usual question is, Oh, so like is your boyfriend in the industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's gone, um, so we're talking and he's like, Oh, so is your boyfriend? I was like, No. 
And he's like, you didn't know what I was going to say. I was like, you're going to ask me if he's in the industry. He's not in the industry. He's a normal person. He's like, oh no. And I was like, what? He's like, I was going to ask you if he's black. He had a say there. He had a say. I was like, he had a way out. He could have been like, I was going to ask. You literally gave him a way out. No, no, no. He's not in the industry. No, I was going to ask if he was black. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Right. Have you forged an identity separate to either of your parents, and in what way? Ooh, good question. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, definitely, yeah. 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 I think in... Well, in many ways, just because I, I moved out of home when I was 16. Can I ask, like, what was it like for you when you moved to London as... Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So I started driving fairly soon as I as I moved down. As I moved when I was sixteen and sort of just turned seventeen. So I had a couple of driving lessons up at home, and then moved on and had some more driving lessons. And my driving instructor happened to be a black guy. He was just so different to any like anything that I ever had ever come across because I, I probably knew one black guy and that was a guy that was a couple of years up above me from in school. Um, this guy had like like gold like lots of gold teeth and he sort of like just wore clothes that I'd like not seen before and he had he he had sort of like a London accent and he was super sort of I don't know, he was just different to anything that I'd ever come across and I just remember Sort of, and bearing in mind that, you know, when you're, like, learning to drive, it's a very, like, stressful situation as it is anyway, so you're sort of, like, in this car. But, um, but yeah, that, that, I don't know why it sticks in my head so much, but that was probably, that was one of my first experiences of being in London and experiencing people that were just different. Also, I was literally bullied for being mixed race when I was, I think, in primary school, like, last year of primary school, and, um... So yeah, so I did, you know, experience stuff like that, but again, yeah, it was just more so, a, I was just, I was just me and just very comfortable with, with that yeah, until you, you would, yeah, you'd end up being like very comfortable with it because you're like, well, I'm not going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was that. It was like, I didn't, I literally you looked in the mirror and I didn't yeah. see yeah. myself as being any different. I didn't yeah. see myself as having to, in, you know, in that situation I had to, I had to sort of you know fight and be like well hang. but but my, my fight was I don't understand Sense, it I don't yeah. get it because I'm not different yes I have curly hair but so do a lot of people yeah end of end of conversation so, end of story that's yeah. it that's so you know like so but then again and I guess then again you know when I came around to um you know like 18 and like <clears throat> getting older and getting um and coming and coming to terms with it more. It was it was it was again you know that this whole story and that whole mm. part of my life it is just a case of that it, that is just that is just it and that is me mm. and I I am very much like now comfortable with like both sides of it's nice as well that you had you found out about it like you're in London now yes and exactly it's just you found out and you're yeah, still yeah, living yeah. in a white place mm-hmm. because you didn't so obviously like you're biologically half Jamaican mm-hmm. but you've grown up in a Caucasian family. Mm-hmm. Do you feel an impulse to discover more about your, like, Jamaican heritage? Or, like, are you really not that asked? No, 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 big time. Like I said, you know, with my Wikipedia and <laughs> My Wikipedia <laughs> research, no, I No, yeah, no, I very, I very, um, very much want to go. I want to visit. I want to see. But I also... And also, my, like, places. things that you might not have known... You can put a label on things now. Like, like the term microaggression. It was mm. so... When I found out that word, I remember being like... 
Oh, oh that's that's that is. Okay, that is yeah. exactly what all of this life has yeah. been. <laughs> I find that my experience of blackness is very different to my father's, though, because my dad was raised in um, Essex. They were the only black family at a time of just after wind, uh, Windrush generation. So there was, that's another huge can of worms. And I find now, what I've discovered of my dad by being around him and being around his friends and stuff like that, his experience of blackness, obviously his younger years would been was very much dealing with head-on racism for a lot of that, being the only black family for miles. And, um, and having to deal with all of those sort of things. But I also know that like, there's a, not that this is, this might not be fair to say, but in some ways, because the Caribbean families were the first families, uh, black families to come here, there's a slight sense of striving for whiteness as part of acceptance. Uh -huh. oh, okay. So mm. I find that with my dad, he's so much more tolerant to things that I would like scream about. So like we were having like this night where we were like, I went to my dad's and he had had his like neighbors down and he now lives in South End. And South End isn't the nicest place anyway. And uh, these people had come and they were completely racist. And I was like, sorry. And then realizing my dad has a lot of racist white friends who are openly will be openly quite racist and he would tolerate it. That's and I was just like, excuse me? Because my dad had one friend who was a black man uh, who had gone just come back from a trip from Ghana and there's a very big um, slavery museum because obviously a lot of the slaves who ended up in the Caribbean or in um, America mm -hmm. came from that west coast of Africa. Okay. So a lot of people had come from Ghana. And there was this um, exhibition there and he was trying to talk of his experience and what it felt like for him to have gone there and to have seen like the actual shackles and the chains and who oh, this white man no 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 this is oh. wrong he's black oh and then the white man cuts over his conversation and was oh, like yeah well the, he's like well you know the slave trade is black people's fault anyway because <gasps> people. and i was like me I was like what the fuck are you doing and then like I went there for Christmas I don't go there often went there for Christmas oh, um, one day and George has gone to me as we just didn't know <laughs> these people who are coming are racist so I was like what friend of white friend of dad's isn't fucking racist she's like yeah just oh, like no. you know and I was like no I will not just you know because I'm not gonna I don't have to also, this Take is my it. fucking Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and let you be racist. So, for <laughs> my dad, his identity of blackness, from what I see as an outsider, is slightly striving for whiteness and for. Um, he's kind of like the token, he'd play the role of the token black friend. He's funny, he'll play the reggae music and be like, yeah, and whatever, do me and the Joker. And so, for me, that's definitely not my black experience mm -hmm. and obviously seeing that is really like it's upsetting it's yeah. really upsetting actually and i was like remember going home to my mum and being like sarah told her what happened and she was like what the fuck why did you have friends with them and i'm like 
That's a really good fucking question. But obviously all of his experiences are a result of the person that he is today. Mm -hmm. And having grown up as the only black family around for miles for most of your life is you have learned to internalize that racism in a different way that I haven't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my experience of blackness, I say is very, it's not like he's not proud that he's black because he, you, he is, and you can you can tell that he is, but it's not it's nowhere near the same sort of experience. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to my mum, I have nowhere near a similar experience of culture and life as she does. Yeah. So yeah, it's very completely different to both of my parents. Completely different. I think my dad's one of eight, uh-huh. and I. Th- I think most of my aunties and uncles have married, have had kids with white people. They've also had kids with black people. But I think most of my cousins mm. are mixed race. All of my cousins are mixed race, but like my one. cousins are mixed race. And my dad, my parents, and my parents' friendship group—they're all interracial couples. All of them. Wow. So I've always grown up with a lot of mixed raceness, um, but it is mainly black men with white, white women. women. Mm. However, um, why? Don't. Uh, that's a lot. I don't know, and, <laughs> and that's like that creates a different. Like that creates a lot of tension. Yeah. Within the black, black community. Yeah. That like you feel directly because you're the product of oh, that. No. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in quite a mixed black area. Mm. So my experience from the black community, like women, black community is I've never really understood I never understood that like you're mixed race I can't do you know what I mean like you're just you I know I'm brown because I can see I'm brown sort of thing and then (laughs) um, I've got curly hair all of this and then I feel like the first time that I realized that I was other to black people not to white people I'd always known I was other to white people when I felt like I was other to black people was when I got into secondary school and then there started to be male attention because everybody's trying to get a girlfriend and they're going to youth clubs and doing all of this and whatever and being told yeah well you think you're yeah well you think you're all that because you're a you're You're a light light because you're a lighty and I was like what I was completely like this alien term mm. I was like a what, a what? A what? I'm a what and then having to now have this experience where you are already other from white people but now you're also other to black people yeah so then it's like yes I do identify as part of the black community and most of the time I say I'm black but then there's other times where I do feel really alienated from the black community mm. by specifically black women would be like yeah well you're not black black yeah okay and being like you think you're all that because you're light-skinned yeah well you're you're only pretty because you're light oh yeah i just get that well, you're only pretty for it i just get yeah from black people get yeah, you're only pretty because you're light and then from white people get yeah, you're pretty for a black girl yeah oh. wait well, just to finish my just to finish the previous story yes um so my yeah so most of my parents friends are in interracial relationships and have mixed race kids most of my cousins are mixed race um there was a whole mixed race community of people that i knew um and most of the black men were married to white women but when you were saying how you feel like the white women try really hard to get in the cult i would in my experience actually not because what happens my dad has to do he does a um like a biannual um, rum night 
for her, all his Caribbean friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and no women are allowed. This <laughs> <laughs> happens in my house. I have to leave the house. Wow. I have to like go and stay at someone else's house for the night. Um, and because my dad is the one who cooks in my house, whereas all of his friends, their white wives cook. So they weren't getting any Caribbean food. Yeah. And my dad was like, this is not on. Yeah. You guys haven't <laughs> had any Caribbean food in years because you guys don't know how to cook. So um, what happens is he has a night, only um, his Caribbean friends, I think like a few white friends are allowed to come. <laughs> like they've been married to black women yeah. and stuff like that. But like it's just, <laughs> just a house full of black men. Um, and... They have to have, what do they have? They, can, they have to come in a taxi or someone has to like drop them off because they have to get drunk that night. They're not allowed <laughs> to go home. So they can't be responsible for driving. So they have to make sure that someone is able to put them in a taxi and stuff. They come around with rum. It has to be real Caribbean rum. Like, I think someone turned up with like a Captain Morgan's yes, and my dad was like, get out. Get out. <laughs> like, cause he's like, that's not real rum. So it has to be real like Caribbean good rum amazing then there's loads and loads and loads of jamaican food um they play dominoes so dominoes is like a big thing in jamaican culture and i remember asking my dad because it happens every family party you see a group of black men it's a jamaican thing i don't get it um, i see a group of them and they and they what they do is they're playing dominoes but they smash it down they go, boom <laughs> like this and they smash down and as a kid I'd always seen it and they'd get angry it's serious it's like it's like a game of poker like people are like like having goes at each other storming out they get so and dominoes which is like yeah and I used to say to my dad I think at like 14 or something I used to be like what's the difference between Jamaican dominoes and normal dominoes he was like there isn't I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> so literally, you're you like setting these so things up. You're so passionate about... Dominoes. Like your dominoes. Literally, it is like a dink. <laughs> so they, yeah, so everyone's playing dominoes. They set it up around the house. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone plays dominoes and then there's those are like, um, like Jamaican music, all that kind of stuff. And it is a night for my... Because my dad is a winter generation. He was born in Jamaica and came over here as a child. Grew up in Tottenham. Then moved to Wood Green, then moved to Enfield, and then now lives in Southgate. Um, and yeah, so, so far, he's yeah. so far. <laughs> all around the north. Uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, all of his, I think most of his Caribbean friends are the same. They were Winrush and they were brought up in um, Jamaica or Barbados or whatever, um, and came over. And I don't think, mo- I think most of them weren't born here. They all came over. That must be, your dad's rum nights must be such a nice, nostalgic, like, safe space. I think, Being yeah, it is home. really lovely. And, like, when we have our family parties, the thing with, so, with my dad, my dad has never been the stereotype of, of black men, of what you think of when you think of a black man. Even though he's dark-skinned, he's big and hench, but he is. We didn't. I didn't grow up with those of reggae and dance hall and and soca like in my house. Like when I'd go to aunties and uncles' houses, Boxing Day is always with my Jamaican side of my family. Then there'd be reggae and dance hall and stuff like that. But in my house, I grew up with a lot of jazz, James mm. Brown, mm, yeah, a lot nice. of soul music, um, a lot of funk. A lot of funk in my house, mm. but not really much like Jamaican music. Mm. Um, and my dad is someone who like did his own thing. 
who really has always done his own thing. Like he's a, like I say, he's an he's a black immigrant, and he grew up in poverty. Yeah. And he has a really lovely house now. He's a photographer that he did all by himself. You know, he had no help doing that. And he's worked at Chris Beatles Gallery. Like he's worked in some of the biggest galleries in London. And he loves fashion and wears whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> like he is outrageous with his clothing. He is absolutely like what I, if he was like born around now, like he'd be an Instagram influencer. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and I used to, there was a time when I was like, I think I might have to start like a, a blog of my dad's clothes because it's, he's got the most amazing style, like ever. He sounds so cool. He sounds so cool. He is super cool. Like, I met him like once and he put like, a light in your room. <laughs> he's great. And like, but he was never like, you know, what you see in like the media of black men. Yeah. Of like this thuggish or, or like, it was never any of that. He's like total love and light. And we didn't grow up in hip-hop and R&B in the house. It was a di- but, but do you know what I mean? Like, the, the dancing that we kind of did was different. Like, I didn't ever relate to when I used to see blackness in the media. Mm. I'm only really starting to relate to it now because mm. other people who are like me, who who are a person of colour or, or black, and who were like, I don't see my family in, the, in like, the media. I think that's media. a generational thing, though. So, I feel like it... The my my dad definitely would not have any association to like the hip hop culture because that's a, after his time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. That is their is their culture is the funk. Like that's their generation, mm-hmm. which is why like I mean I love funk music and that's because of my dad yeah, loving yeah. this type of music. The the end tale of the Mo, of Motown, you know, mm-hmm. going into soul, going into funk. Yeah. So that is their generation of music. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about like the um, you know the hip hop culture they're before that time so I found more that that culture was around me because I was growing up in East London so growing up in East London around a lot of in a predominantly um, black Asian community mm-hmm. that it is very hip hop do you know what I mean it is very like rap yeah, music rap so culture nice. rather I, than like my dad would be like what is this trash that you're listening yeah, to yeah <laughs> Like it's Biggie. He's like, who the fuck is Biggie? Like, yeah. <laughs> my dad took my two brothers. See, my brothers like to hip hop and all that kind of stuff. But like, my dad, <laughs> I can't even imagine him. Took my two brothers to a Snoop Dogg concert <laughs> <laughs> when oh, they were like fourteen or something uh, like that. Oh, that'd and be like, my, I that'd be like my dad taking like yeah. my brother to a Snoop Dogg concert. I can imagine my dad doing so deeply uncomfortable. My dad, <laughs> my yeah. dad, oh my gosh, yes. my dad when he's drunk. Will um rap? Oh, but oh, no, no, but will like, <laughs> but no, but will like mock rap, oh, and dear. in which everything rhymes with O. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it goes something like this: Yo, yo, oh. go with the flow. If you gotta go, well then you just have to go. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. my dad's rap. So I can wow. imagine your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are right. Is it? I think that's more of like a generational. But generational did you ever? Blackness. But did you ever see that blackness though on TV? What, my dad's blackness? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been like the Cosby show, that sort of stuff. Like, But that's African-American. True. Mm. I don't yeah, think we had a lot of... We didn't have an... Oh, what's that? Um, The one about the... It's like... The barber. The barbers. The, so we don't know what it is. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but yeah. because I think I've read about it. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen it like a few times, but... It's in Peckham. Peckham, yeah. Mm-hmm.
Hello everyone, Clancy here. We got so much interesting content from the discussion we had about having dual heritage. So if you'd like to hear more from Sienna, Esme and Melissa, more content will be coming out in the next episode. But for now, I'm going to say a big thank you for listening to Identify Yourself with me, Clancy Ryan, and guests Sienna Kelly, Esme Laudat and Melissa Lowe. And the music that you hear is also by Melissa Lowe. Please, if you like listening to the podcast, please tell all your friends, tell your family, tell random people on the street tell everyone and rate review and subscribe because it helps other people find the podcast see ya have a lovely week